Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, the boys get back to the main adventure where they have to find their way onto an itty bitty teeny tiny floating island over a gas giant. I can't see how they're going to have any trouble whatsoever doing this considering they have no rope and no means of flying. This should be interesting. Also this week for my GMPC tip, I've been creating a lot of monsters for both Pathfinder 2nd Edition and Starfinder and I'll give you some tips on what I've learned and how to create monsters professionally. And finally, there's still plenty of time to enter the free trip to PaizoCon contest. But you better hurry up, because in a few weeks, I'm going to start pulling out entries and someone's going to win. So a few quick show notes this week, and then we'll get right into the show. So that was a lot of fun with Jason and Rob on the show. We had that little two-part bottle episode. But guess what? I have another interview with one Jason Keeley. Look for that later this week. He and I talk all about his new Pathfinder module, Eulogy for Roshlar's Coffer, and we also go into extreme detail of what it takes to create an adventure for Paizo. I think you'll find it really interesting, and look for that later this week. Also this week, just a quick note, this week's episode and next week's episode is a little bit shorter than usual. This often happens when I have one really big episode that's maybe like an hour and 40 minutes long. And I'm like, well, do I actually put up the hour and 40 minute long episode or to cut it in half? And I'm actually going away for a few weeks. So I went with the shorter episode just because I got to get a whole bunch of episodes done and in the can so that they come out on time while I'm away. Anyhow, with that, let's get on to the show. Last we left off, you guys managed to find the Lashunta private eyes who got all mixed up with the cultists. And you've rescued them, you helped them out, you fought some nasty things, you got them back to their ship. And now you can go back to the main story, which was you were trying to retrieve two data storage crystals that can help you pinpoint the security office that might have a way to get into the temple. So you guys are now outside in the city. You have the two data storage crystals and you have two messages, but I think you need to do some stuff to figure out exactly where you need to go, which sounds like some computery stuff being done by some, someone who knows computers. So that would be Mo, you're up. Wait, what? John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. I'm actually interested to see how this goes. <laughs> Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar. Now, all right, that sounds like a Tuttle job. Um, yeah. 
wasn't it kind of like a triangulate the signal sort of thing where you kind of like use the two yes. to figure out where the third place is? All right, well, we're trying we... to find an office or something, right? Chris Beamer is playing the Tiefling Technomancer, Akiro the Just. Yes, you're trying to find Securitech. Securitech. When your tech needs to be secure, Securitech. You need to find their office. Yeah. All right, well, I will give the whole triangulation thing a, a whirl. 35, more than enough. You managed to do your magic that you do as Tuttle jacks in. He literally like takes the little Johnny Mnemonic core of your brain. Magic? There's no need to be insulting. <laughs> you take the uh, you take your little cord out, you plug it in, you uh, wet wire it, and sure enough, you manage to find the Securitech building found in the northwest part of Istamac, and that area well, has been blown to bits. Yeah, you know it's blown to bits, but it's there. So well, let's go search through the rubble. So is gravity like different here? Like. Because there's floating things, like there's floating It's like bits. Avatar. It's yeah. Avatar. John, every planet in this entire universe has the exact same mass as Earth. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. Yeah. Actually not true, by the way. Could have artificial yeah, gravity. We seem to always have the same gravity, is all I'm saying. Well, asteroids, no, but yeah, I mean. It's mass and it's distance. It's, 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 we're, yeah, we're, I'm just saying, actually, the last adventure path. Yeah, we're on a gas giant that is actually, uh, this this thing is, I think, over the clouds, and it's far away. Far and, away it's G, and it's G1. Yes, we're in G1 yeah. right now. Yes, because that's where people settle. It's got plenty well, of heavier planets, but why would you build a city that no one could live there? So, you silly. I know, that was silly of me. <laughs> you have artificial uh, gravity. Yeah, so we got to get to the... Uh, Okay, so we're. I guess we're gonna just. Do you guys think hunkering down and just like motoring over to the northwest? Yeah, let's do it. I think it we should that go. Sounds yeah. like a good plan. Although, really, what I want to do is rescue Hiroji. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's go on with the mission. Yeah, I mean, what happened to that guy? I'm sorry, who? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think he's still with us. I don't know. There's some guy here he with was... two things off coming out of his forehead: antenna, horns, whatever. Same thing. Yeah. That when I was watching that show, he was definitely my favorite character. Uh, he did the most. Sure, action. you were watching the same. He was the, well, all right. He, he, he seemed very smart and very agile. <laughs> well, editing. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Ah, we are in the northwest corner of the map. Look at this here. Uh, all right. Well, who has follow the beacon? What is far, the beacon? Yeah, yeah. Is there a signal, or is it just something that's pointing to? Like basically, is it like something that's emanating, or is it like uh, like a, a kiosk at a mall where it's just pointing to something that should be there? You go to the northwest location where you, sure enough, see bits and pieces of the island floating above the gas giant. These broken pieces of land appear to be small isolates. That appear to be approximately, I don't know, 40, 50 feet from the shore, if you will. The one furthest, all the way to the west, has a large building that is still intact. 
that is probably where you need to go. That's where you think you need to go. A few things about these small floating islands. Most of them appear to be anywhere from 30 to 50 feet away from each other. In addition, they do seem to be several different heights from one another. Some of them are 5, 10, 15 feet higher than where you are now. So you're going to have to figure out how to get over there. And I believe your jump jets only go 30 feet. Oh, I know. Okay, so you got ahead of my jump jets theory. All right. (laughs) If I had, I used to have jump jets. Uh, We we, we get on the ship and we go over there. A few funny things about the ship. First of all, it looks to be very, very difficult to fly. Second of all, you could fly your ship near these locations. You obviously can't land your ship anywhere. You would have to like hover over and have everyone jump out. Third problem, the person who pilots the ship will have nowhere to go and will have to go back and land and then figure out how to get Yeah, don't we have autopilot or something like that? We could just... Nope. Uh, I am a brilliant nope. pilot. There's no reason for concern whatsoever. Well, uh, all right. So let's do a walk up and down the shore uh, for, like, anything that could be used, like uh, grappling hooks, uh, like maybe we'll come... To like some type of native uh, contraption, maybe they have a catapult that sends people over there or something like that. There's got to be be a way over there because that's well, this is not natural. Like it wasn't built this way. Yeah, but I think these c- people have adapted over the millennia. Mm. Have maybe utilized this stuff as like you know they might have a zip line. You know I don't know you know or or the futuristic equivalent of that. You know they might have. All right. Well. Let's go closer. Some magical then. teleporter teleporter pad or something. So I think uh, a little little, little recon. Little yeah, recon. let's look well, around. I, I have to admit, in in a mo in a massively multiplayer online game, there would definitely be a teleporter pad somewhere on the shore, or a teleporter booth that you could go into for an hour, maybe. Right. Yeah. So, um, well, before we do all that, who has a jetpack? Not me. Or jump jets. Oh, jump jets, Mo does. I have, ch- oh, Cheddar has jump jets. So jump jets allow you to fly up to 30 feet with a maximum height of 10 feet, or you can fly 20 feet straight up. If you had a jet pack, yeah, that's you could you actually fly like the Rocketeer. But we don't have that. So I will say that you go up and down the coast, and you can tell that this has obviously been ripped asunder. This was obviously connected, and who knows how many years ago this thing just fell to pieces. There does appear to be very small pieces here and there that you could, uh, I don't know, jump onto maybe on your own. But it looks like they could be very unstable and definitely would hold no more than one person. By the way, I have a picture of what this uh, looks like. Does it appear that the space between where we're standing now on the mainland and the like the biggest island that's off to the left is there? Is that like an area of low gravity? Like it's just sort of floating there, right? No, it's not low gravity. If I were to it's... run off the edge, what would happen? I don't know. You can, you can. I mean, would I, was it like would, would I fall to the, my death inside the gas? You can just throw a rock and find out. Yeah, I throw a rock to find out. A psychokinetic hand plummets. You plummets into the gas giant below Oof. that's annoying yeah there's um let's see the first island appears to be about 40 feet from the shore and five feet higher in altitude 
Man, we need you know who we need right about now is Hiroji. Because not only did he have jump jets, oh. he also had cable. Oh, really? Um, I'm looking at my character sheet right now. Uh, Kiro has nothing. Kiro I have jump jets. I do not have a day jet pack. So. Is jump jets on the armor? Yeah. Yeah. And I also have a brown force field, which I have not been playing. So I've taken a lot of unnecessary damage. Well, the, no, the brown force wow. field sucks. Wow, one point of damage. One. Yeah, it's and it takes like an action. It's of damage, and it's a fast healing one. But no. it's, it's but it's only hit point damage. It's not it's not. No, brown damage. is only one. Brown doesn't. No, it's one. It's, it might regenerate. No, it regenerates though. It regenerates yeah. fast. Fast one. So like every round, it comes back. It, right, but it regenerates itself. It doesn't re- regenerate you. Right, right. But it, but it's only it's for hit point damage too. It's weak. Does do jump jets? How do jump jets work? Can you do? Can you fly more than one turn? Nope. You fly thirty. It's like a video game. You fly thirty and then you plummet to your death. Okay. What about these smaller rocks? Can Is they be this... stand? Can you stand on them? Yes, you can try. They look very unstable. You see that picture I sent you? You see how tiny those rocks are? Oh, wait, are? hold on. I don't, let me look at the picture. Oh, okay. That's what they want us to do, huh? Oof. No, that's well, Tuttle is, Tuttle is small. He might be a good choice for this. I can't for believe what? I'm saying that, but I, I don't could, know. Like, what, take a rope acro- I could take a rope across and. Oh, can oh, we do oh. actually mouse tossing? Yeah. I was just right, thinking so... that. You could do a mouse toss. Oh, you Lord. Could, like, tie him. And do like a um, the hammer throw, Mo. It is time for a rat ball special. Come on. Yeah, that's yeah, rat ball special. Um, all right, so Kira, uh, have we have we looked at the? I am playing the rest of this game under protest. <laughs> have we looked at the rest of the shoreline? Have we have we like reconnoitered the area? Yes. What do you want to know? Uh, nothing. What's the zip line? Here doesn't look like okay, there's any rope right. or anything. Now right. we can always go back. And talk to those guys or scr- or rummage through. Yeah, I think that's what it's got to be. Yeah. Or you do the rat ball special. Or, I don't know. I mean, this, this is uh, this is where you can use the ship. I mean, not all of you will make it. And the person flying the ship will have to sit back and not go. But Wait, I'll be safe on the ship. Well, actually, I'm a I'm a pretty accomplished pilot, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that before from your kind. All right. Um, but <laughs> I can stay on the ship. Yes. Are, are there any Kish around? Are the Kish around at all? No. No, nothing's around. This is a deserted area. So this whole, yeah, this area. The hero does area. something unusual. You'll see what he, he, uh, he says to the thin air. He says, here, hold this while I think. And he hands his gun over to the space next to him and lets go, and it hovers there. Uh, that That is a little interesting. Yeah. All right, uh, I sense motive. <laughs> what the hell he is that? Think, he starts thinking. Well, I think we should go back and talk to them and see yeah. if, they, if they have ever gone to these other things and if they what their method is. Yeah, there's got to be another way out there. This, this can't be right. I, yeah, I while well, we talk to the town, I mean, the worst thing that happens is they don't have an answer yeah. and we have to do it ourselves anyways. Now, do, does anybody speak Kish? Oh, I happen to, by the way. Yes, I speak both dialects. New character. Oh, okay. I speak both the ancient and the uh, current form. That's why they. That's one of the reasons why the cultists wanted me here. Ah. All right. I'm I'm going to announce that I'm sensing motive every time he translates something for us. All right. Well, I I I think that's a good plan then. I am bluffing every time I say anything. So (laughs) yes, that's what I'm thinking. We are. uh, We're. I guess we're going to go back to town, uh, to the, the Kish village. You trek back to the Kish village where you were welcomed. I will just say that you spend a good 
45 minutes trekking through the jungle and other portions. You get there. Well, yes. Also, just real quick, one thing you notice is that as I'm walking, um, my gun is following. And it's floating in thin air, following me. Hmm. Wow. All right. Just, that's just, not, just, that's not normal gun behavior. That's not. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thing. Yes. Uh, I, I noticed nothing. Nothing. Nothing's okay. Around. These guys are really hard to impress, Chris. They are hard to impress. Uh, it's like well, they, they just don't care. They just you're talking care. to someone who has a level two pike that just appears in his hands whenever he wants. <laughs> that's so pretty good. It's not all that. Yeah, these guys—they don't—they're not impressed with my my parlor tricks, I guess. No, they they don't. So, I think you need to make one of them disappear. I know. Um, so what that is is uh, I can cast this unseen servant and I can make it last for yeah. twenty-four hours. Oh, that part's cool. I, I mean, I assumed it was unseen servant, but yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that it lasts for twenty-four. That's basically permanent. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. There's certain spells you can do. That's just part of the class. Okay, that is a bit cool. No, I, as I said, I, I dipped my toe into Mystic when we were playing those um, Starfighter Society characters, and I played my level man. It's cool. It's a, it's a fun class. It's good stuff. Okay, so you head over to the compound, and you're met again with Harold Tazal, and she greets you and asks how your adventures are going. What did you discover? Well, we got an upgrade on one of our characters. Um and other than that, we... Uh, no, that's really much it. Yes, do not be alarmed by my appearance. I am not a cultist. Uh, Hiroji has gone through many changes. Just call him Hiroji. Well, we, she, we, she looks we, at you and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. You, you all look the same to me. Ha! Well, we went through the maze of ghosts. Uh, we kind of cleared that out. We survived. Uh, we did did you speak with the ancestors? Were they helpful? Um, they were. Yes, but I can't remember how they helped us. I can't remember what happened after the maze of ghosts. Dang it. Uh, we didn't really get all that much help. But Well, right now we need to find a way to get to, and we explained the, the rock formations and whatnot. And the oh. one we need to get to is the furthest one out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, temple. Oh, the broken lands. Oh, and everyone around all sort of goes at the same time, like oh, like they're all they're all bowing their head down, and everyone seems oh, to that's like, not good. Yeah, exactly. She says, "Oh, that area is very dangerous, and only foolhardy kish youth wishing to impress a potential mate make the perilous journey across the shuttered hunks of land. We believe the buildings from the broken lands are." angry and she t she shares a tale about the kish entering them and never ever seen from again oh, well, how great. do these youngsters make the journey yeah good questions she says well i can offer you what they use and she looks around and comes back and she gives you a 50 foot length of titanium alloy cable and a grappler that appears Ooh. to be fully charged Ooh. and says they use this climbing gear it is quite dangerous as you must attach it to one of the floating lands and then fling yourself across the churning clouds below many have fallen to their deaths and they have only one that they can give us this is the only one we have to spare normally we have many of them in the temple but this is the only one we brought with us. Oh, great. Um, 
and the temple is on the far island, just to make sure I got that correctly. Is that right? No. No, no. The, I, the temple is... We don't know for sure yet. We know it's in that general area, but we don't know which island it is yet. We haven't... No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. The, the temple... office is over here. The temple yeah, yeah, is yeah. what we're ultimately going. The temple is what you're trying to break into. Okay, back up. Quick recap. The temple is where the cultists ransacked. It's way to the east, heavily guarded, and you know it used to be like a weapons factory or something, and it has incredibly high security. There's no way you'll be able to get into it. You went to these two places and found a backdoor to the security systems and think you can figure out a way to get in or get some passcode or something like that. That's why you're going to the secure tech offices to find out that information. Secure tech offices is on the floating island, the furthest one away. If you get to there, then you can perhaps figure out a way to get into the temple. Okay, that's good. It's just a little confusing when they said they had a whole bunch okay. of traveling things at the temple. Right, and the temple is where they left because temple's locked down. Yeah, it's locked down, and there's like a internal sh- uh, struggle between these two different uh, groups of Kish. These are the outcasts. So, if this cable is fifty foot long, um, I mean, conceivably. I mean, we can barely reach one or the closest rock. I don't know how we get... Oh, I guess we could do, like, uh, tie it to something. There's other smaller rocks that we have to use first to get there. Really? None of the rocks uh. are further than 50 feet away total. You will be able to get to all of them using this, this grappler. Okay, so what? someone will have to go across. They'll have to tie it down, and then we'll shimmy across the... Uh, the whatchamajig. Well, we'd probably have to do that multiple times. We'd probably have to do it multiple no. hops. What, what, well, no, no, no. If somebody just flies over um, or, or gets over somehow, then they can tie it, their end, to one, and then we can tie the other end to the shore if, if that's long. Yeah, that's right. And we don't have to keep. But then, geez, we have to keep going to the next... You know, we we need multiple cables. Like, how are we gonna? Um, I think one of us. I think uh, you have fifty feet of. I've got cable fifty on feet you. as well. Yeah, uh, Mo, we've dropped a lot on you. I know we put it on Shutter too. All right, let me check my character sheet. In fact, you might have my fifty feet of cable that, like, I gave you because I was too heavy. The grappler can be attached to any cable line as a move action. D- didn't we buy a grappler? Oh shoot, Hiroji has a grappler. Hiroji had a lot of stuff. Suddenly you miss Hiroji just a little bit more than you did before. Eh. Let's not get carried away. Okay, you miss Hiroji's stuff. How about that? I do not have any grappling uh, line on me unless it's uh, in... uh... Was Hiroji carrying the grappler or did he leave it at the ship? Hiroji, I don't know if he had a grappler, but he did have the cable. I remember you buying a grappler. I'm looking it up. Nope, he did not. Hiroji had titanium alloy cable. Yep, he did. Uh, Tuttle has a 50-foot titanium alloy cable. Mo does not. Oh, can we attach one to the other? That's it. That's all you have. You got you got two now and one grappler. The grappler can be attached to the cable at will. Okay, so so but you're saying the grappler with 50 feet can get to that first big island that's to the west. Yes, and it could get to the second island and even the third island. There's the fifty feet is enough to get there. The All last right. okay. island All right. going from the second to the third is thirty feet, so you could actually jump jet over. I don't have jump jet, but 
we, it looks like we can jump jet also on the last one as well. Uh, in, in the ancient legends of your people, aren't you able to teleport about 30 feet? Who are you talking to? You. Oh. Tieflings. Um, no, I unfortunately am not have that power yet. Is that a legend or is it just that you're not very good at being a tiefling? It has nothing to do with tiefling. It has everything to do with the power of arcane magic. I see. All right. Well, there it is. For those who are uninitiated. All right. So um, what we'll do is I guess Mo is probably the most acrobatic one. He'll do a jump with the rope tied around his waist. Uh, if it's long enough, we'll just use one rope. If it's not long enough, we'll use two ropes. Then we'll tie the line to both sides from shore to the rock. You guys will shimmy across. The last person will be Tuttle. He won't shimmy. We'll just tie his waist to it, and he'll jump off, and we'll just uh, pull him up. Just to confirm, uh, Rusty has an acrobatic of plus 10. What do you have? Yeah, we don't know if it's acrobatics or dex roll, maybe. Who knows? Uh, well, it's probably a few things. First of all, are you guys going back? Are you taking the grappler and the, and the line and going back to the... Uh, yes, we, we are yeah. taking that from the man. Yeah, this is, we're doing us. something along this line. Okay. You guys went back. Voila, you're back in the Broken Isles. So the grappler can be attached, and then you can throw the grappler uh, to an immobile object, and it, it basically just clamps onto it. And it's like, like the picture. Going, yeah, like the picture. It kind of is like a grenade. So you can kind of, you know, hopefully grab onto something and then, um, well, climb across. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Climbing is an athletics check. Uh, Mo yeah. Has it's plus... an athletics check to climb across the cable. And Mo has plus 15. Um, I may stay here and guard the rear. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. No, no. We need... I'm not very good at this stuff. All for one, one for all. The years that we've been working together taught me that. What's what's your athletics role bonus? Me? Low. Athletics is plus one. Oh. I'm not very I'm I'm much more mental. Well much more, you know what? much more of an egghead. Okay. We can actually all right, we have two ropes, uh so we can actually just uh oh god, no we can't actually. Well, well, if we'll you figure it out. Five, you just fall to uh to your death. Um, do it's we know what the DC it's just, check? It's just, it's just a, it's just a gas giant. It's really big. Right. Yeah. yeah it's just fine. never ending, never ending plummeting. Yes. Right. Well, until of course that the pressure of gravity at the center of the well crushes you. Yeah, that will take a long. There's probably some time. heat involved too down there. Uh, don't you, worry about you it. You may in fact be crushed into a diamond. That'll be cool. That would be cool. Or there might be a sarlacc down there, and you get digested for ten thousand years. DC ten. Uh, yeah, that's easy. that's, that's pretty easy. Okay. Steve, uh, mechanically, Super with easy. two different ropes that we grapple across and that we tie off, and one person can walk along one while holding onto the other. Is that a bonus? Walk across? What are you talking about? It's, it's using a two-rope lead to actually like go across. You hold onto one and use the other as a, a guideline. It's not For quite the first like type one? rope walking. Yeah, I'd give you and make it a DC five if you're gonna like. I know what you there meant. There you go. I, that's about. But you have to find something to tie it off against. Well, I understand that yeah. somebody has to go over there and actually do that. That's we need the, still the one person to make it over there. Do we have any pitons at all? We have the grappler. No. Okay, yeah, we have. That's good for one side of one of the the lines. I I believe in my heart in our vast technological society we can come up with hook technology somehow. Um, with Tuttle has 50 feet of extra 
rope, right? Of a, we'll call it rope. Yep. Um, can that be attached somehow to the end to make a hundred foot long grappler? No, I think we're talking about using it as a second fifty foot link that you could then eat, use as a kind of stabilizing thing. No, but think of it this way, though. If it's 100 feet long and we grapple that first big island, right, and we tie it off or we or someone over here holds on, like me, um, and then we can all sort of shimmy across and then we can take the grappler off and re and then re-grapple the next island and do it island hop that way. Right. That's the whole point. That, that means that I sh- I'm going to have to stay over here. No. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Tuttle, how long is uh, Cheddar's flying ability last for? Well, Cheddar's probably going to have to stay behind. He, re- he only has 30-foot jump jets. So you could actually have him hold it and then let go. When and then let go. This is exactly where I'm at. Yeah. Problem I was is, hoping he could join us at the end of it, though. That just gets us to the first time. I don't, I don't think know. Cheddar he can, can climb. He can climb. He can climb. All right. Well, oh, hold on. I'm looking to see what it's called. Well, no. The idea is to let them go so that we can then use the same two ropes to get to the next bridge. That's all. To get to the next island. Cheddar has a plus two to acrobatic. Uh, sorry, plus three to athletics. That's uh, that's better than uh, Kiro. Better than me. Um, what's the code to get into this ship? By the way, just curious. Oh, don't worry about that. It's not an issue. Are you going to stay behind, sabotage it, steal the ship, and then the adventure's over? Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, actually, you're not going to want to get on the ship uh, unless the captain is on the deck. If other people are on it, the ship will actually just self-destruct. So you're not going to want the code. Um, I will roll my bluff on that if you prefer. It's like Mad Max's car. If you don't know how to start it, it blows up. The flip side is if we're going to have to leave someone behind anyways, why don't we take the ship? Yeah, we should just take the ship. I mean, this is this is kind of silly. Yeah, I can't, bluff, I can't risk rolling. Like, if I roll a yeah, four, I, I die. You know, it's yeah, like I know. I there's there's no, okay. I don't want to roll or death. So let's just take the ship, lower the ship. us on the rope, and that's how we're going to do it. I'll, I'll pilot okay. you guys if you want. Uh, I, uh, great, sure. Well, who's going to stay behind? Well, nobody. Do you, ha- do you have your CDL license? Uh, let me see, actually. Um, actually, well, let's see. I think Mo should be on the away team for phys- for security. Uh, Tuttle probably has to be on the away team because... You know, it's possible since we're going stuff. under the security thing. We're going to need somebody who speaks the local language. Okay, well, you know what? Um, mm. Miss, uh, Mr. That's Demon, true. I've forgotten your name. You're going to probably have to go. Uh, actually, I really find that offensive. If, if you must call me something along those lines, please call me a devil. Demons are, I hate demons. I, I, I actually apologize for offending you. So, Mr. Devil, if you okay. could, That's you, a you're probably going to have to be on the away mission in case we need your language skills. The whole idea is to get security codes. Okay, I could buy that. based on the local information. So does that mean Rusty stays behind? It actually turns out, yes. I was joking before, but I don't have a needed skill on this mission. Oh. I like well, <laughs> and Maybe. I have a high piloting. Actually, and I actually have a highest piloting, so let's just do it. Can, What's can your he pilot? pilot and shoot things from the ship? Like he could give us air cover, maybe. Maybe uh, my Maybe. piloting. My piloting. That is um, that is possible. Although if you miss, you'll probably hit the island, blow it up, and you all die. Yeah. What's you your piloting? Um, omelet, eggs, Steve. I'm sorry. Sometimes when you got to win a fight, you got to win a fight. That's true. Uh, my piloting is plus thirteen. Oh yeah, you, so you think you're being clever, but have you seen aliens? Did you see what happened to the jump ship, the uh, drop ship guys? You know, it's the only way. Being to be on sure. the ship didn't save them. So. True. Nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Poor, poor Spunkmeyer. He did. He didn't get saved. That's right, Spunkmeyer. Spunkmeyer. <laughs> All right, so we go back to the Rusty ship. Spunkmeyer. Rusty Spunkmeyer. I'll do that. In the pipe, five by five. Uh, we go back to the ship and we pilot our. I pilot us over there. Wow, 
This has really gone sideways. Okay, you go into the ship. Now, you realize that the crosswinds and the size of the islets and random floating chunks of debris flying all over the place is making this really, really difficult to hover the ship over the location you need to go. Give me a piloting check. All right. Ooh, can I assist? What this sounds like is if I make the check, I may need to take the ship away and come back for you when you're ready you want to pick up so I don't sit there for hours. Is this something that I could assist on? No. Yeah, we can just call for you. Yeah. We'll summon you. You're you're our Uber. We'll comms link you. A20. A20. Uh, You, let's see, what does he do? You crash the ship into the side of the floating rock and do 15 points of damage to the ship. Oh my god! To the to the ship or to the shields? To the shields. Would you like okay. to try the? Uh, oh, actually, no, and... Sorry, 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 sorry. It cannot be mi- mitigated by shields. Fifteen points to the hull. Hull itself. damage. Hull perhaps damage. Perhaps I should take over. The, the, perhaps I should take over. Uh, yeah, what what is your pilot? Thirteen. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see what blows up because of that. Yeah, this is this is horrible. This is not what we want. Well, I rolled a seven. Let's let's give it one more shot before we give up. There's a lot worse numbers than a seven, though. I mean, that that's, that's not so bad. It's not well, like a, a one. Fail no, we also, we also better fail. take the grapple and the rope with us in case we do too much damage and have to come back manually. Oh yeah, that's oh, for right. sure. Which is what I'd wanted to do all along. All right, so we're gonna be marooned here forever. Yeah, you blew up the sensors. They're now glitching. Well, we, we won't need sensors while we're trying to actually, you know, judge our way towards a close floating object. They're glitching, did you say? Yeah, because you guys went past your okay. critical threshold of 13. So keep it up. See if we could blow up your own ship. This is horrible. This is, All right, no, I'm going for piloting a second time. Uh, I, yeah. No, no, no <laughs> don't, don't, don't do this. You're going to have right, to keep then jump doing... off the ship, John. Okay. We're going to have to pilot every time. No, 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 no. you can't jump. Somebody... You have to get the pilot. You're you're nowhere near where you can't jump off. You need the pilot. This is the check to get you to where they jump off. Right. right. Yeah, we're going to have to make this check a million times to get this, and this is nope. not going to no, You just have once. to do once. John? Do John, it once? You're, you're, just you're once. good. Just once. You're good. Just once. Hold it there for just brief enough time. A 23. Slightly better. Let's see how we do. I can't assist. I think I should be able to assist. The good news is now because you're standing by the door ready to jump out. Because all of you Uh have to, you're going to have to like literally jump out as soon as you're there because it's really turbulent. The good news is you, you don't quite smash into anything. It's just, again, you're having a lot of trouble. You're having a lot of trouble. Rusty, uh, Rusty's working it. Rusty's working it. Yeah, but you're okay. You can try again. We need, we need Hiroji to pilot. I remember uh, how good he piloted uh, in the episode yes, I saw. Yes, that yes, time. He was, we all missed He was really good in that episode. All right. Uh, trying one more time. I think if we miss again. We... Oh, oh there 31. We go. 31. It, he does it. He threads the needle. You guys are 15 feet over the uh, drop zone. He's uh, Rusty's like. Go, go, go. Right. Jumping. Deploy, deploy, deploy. Yeah, Mo has jump jets, so he lands. Should be Why safe. Can I make an acrobatics check to avoid taking damage? No, you just do jump jets. It's... I don't have jump jets. Oh, well. All I have is my armor and my gun, and that's it. That's all I got. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> uh, uh, d- does um, Tuttle have jump jets? No, Cheddar does, but I'm not bringing Cheddar, so I'm just 
I'm just jumping. The, the, the maximum amount of damage for 15 feet is 3d6 damage, and he can take. He, oh, you're not bringing cheddar? Okay. No, I mean, I. No, no I don't. don't oh, I don't care. Cheddar. I don't care. That's fine. I'm not going to bring cheddar. Okay, you jump down. It's 15 feet, so give me checks to see if you take any damage. I'm going to make an acrobatics. Well, I can't. We can't use the grappler to lower ourselves. Oh, you can do that. You, you I want to do that. I want to do the grappler and lower myself, and then take the okay. grappler with. Okay, I'll say that uh, okay. you managed to all like sort of you jump down using the grappler and the ropes. I you know like you wrap something around so you don't burn. Yeah, your yeah. Uh, Mo, Mo, Mo just jumps. He he just makes this athletic check. He has plus. Uh, six. Are you like Captain America? You just jump out without a parachute. Well, he he's got he has thirty four, thirty four. Wow, <laughs> athletics. Pretty good. It's not athletics. It's acrobatics. First of all, it's it's jumping is athletics. No, no, jumping to avoid falling damage is acrobatics. Like, you take 3d6 of damage by jumping out 15 feet. Like, that, or no, or one and a half. What is it? 1.5d6, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so... That's, you can eat the damage, so who cares? I am a little more delicate, though. Well, I, I was really excited, though, that, you know, Chris, you had made a character that was going to be on the front lines now. Oh, no, no, no front lines. Don't let the heavy armor deceive you. It's, yeah, it's with jump jets, rear, it's, it's, it's just part of my movement, so it's not a big deal. Okay. Here it is, all three of you in front of the large office. The office takes up almost the entire island. So all that stuff to the edge, that's uh, plummeting to your death. So you jump Ooh. down, you land. I just have, I have Cheddar and Rusty there for moral support. Now, I'm going <laughs> to say... We have holograms of them. Exactly. Now, I could say you can bring the ship up higher, Rusty. Thank you. And no, you could just be hovering like, you know, a couple hundred feet out. So you're not right over there. So right. you're like way above. And then you can just keep in calm distance so you guys can talk. Yeah. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll while we're on the ship, I'm going to go to a private comm mode and start talking to Cheddar about whether we really need them or not. Because I know Cheddar <laughs> is obviously the brains of that duo that he works with. The Master Blaster duo. And then Tuttle points out, you realize this, this shows up on my data pad, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, of course I knew that. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what a funny exactly joke. That's yes. a funny joke. As All you right. approach the location, a smooth path runs past an overgrown lawn to the entrance of this drab building. The knee-high blue and green grass smells sweet, like honey warming in the sun. The structure's walls are shot, though with barely perceivable white filaments filament webbing across the entire surface oh great that's that. webbing yeah we like is that, that is that secreted from a creature i would like to make a life science check you may do a life science check of the webbing um before he does that we take a 10 minute rest while we're on the ship and get our stamina back it's the, the we, we i think we, i'm at full stamina aren't i i'm not at full stamina i'm at 50 down hmm. all right life science of 18 Nope. You do not know what this is. Tuttle, maybe you know what this is? I'll give it a shot. <sighs> a five, I roll. Is Tuttle resting your stamina? Yeah, there we go. Are you resting your stamina, Tuttle? I don't think I took any damage. You have 46 out of 56 stamina points. Oh, then I guess I'll take the 10. What the heck? I'll take the 10 minute rest, yeah. Actually, you know what? I might as well, too. I have a lot of resolve, don't I? That's my third one used, though, today. Tuttle looks at the filaments. It, uh, he's not exactly sure what it is, but it's everywhere, and it's probably some kind of mold 
So breathing near it might have negative long-term health consequences for anyone unprotected, but you think the environmental protections of your armor should filter out any harmful spores? That's good. Activate it. Yeah, <laughs> activate it. Shield up. Click. Going you to can comms. also, uh, while, while Tuttle's looking at it, he can do an engineering check. 29. Whoa. You immediately note that the filaments are acting as kind of a structural support, keeping the walls of this building from collapsing in on themselves. Interesting. Well, wow. that's potentially a problem. And we didn't know whether or not they were created by a critter? Uh, it's created by mold. A critter oh, of okay. mold. Of All right. Yeah. All right. I say we go in. Let's just try and get this out. Does it, uh, will it hinder our uh, movement at all? Does, is it that, or are, are there clear areas that we can walk? Well, this is in the walls of the building, and you guys are outside, so you haven't gone in yet. There's a door there. Yeah, I know, but is there webbing between the ground and the walls? Yes. Okay, so it would hinder us. It's filaments. It's not webbing. It's not going to hinder you. It's literally just filaments. All right, well, I guess, are these black things the doors? Yes, that little that little walkway leading up to the doors, you can go right up to them. Are there no windows or anything like that to look in? There are windows. You can see them. They are completely grimed and crusted over. It looks uh, like, yeah. Can uh, we wipe one of the windows at all? Sure, go up to one. Yeah, I was going to do that. I have my rifle ready. You try. You can't seem to uh, get them clean. Those, they seem to be covered on the inside with the filaments as well. So oh, you can't okay. see in. Oh, well. Time to open a door. Uh, going to listen before I... Uh, Go knocking. You go up to the door, and the door seems to be covered in those filaments. You hear nothing. Okay, I hear nothing. All right, so uh, I guess we're going to try pushing one of these doors open. It looks like it's double doors. I guess I'll push one of them. You try to open the door. It will not open. Uh, You have a knife. It seems to be stuck with the filaments. You don't have a knife? I don't have it. I guess. You can try to... you can try that, or you can just strength it open, brute force yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to strength it. I'm going to strength it. Uh, is that a strength, strength roll? Just a strength check. Uh, 11. You know Bounce what? off the doors. I'll assist if you want to try again. No, that's, that's my that's my roll. I can't do it any, anymore. You can do it again. Uh, yeah, you just Three. bounced off the door. The door's just closed. It's like nothing happened. You can, All right. You uh, I guess assist, yeah. All right, that's... Throw your assist, you fail. You fail your assist, you slip and fall and like barely mm. touch the doors. And 19. Oh, he almost gets it. He's like crunching and you, you hear the filaments, but they're really struggling against you. You're realizing, right. wow, this is not going to be that easy. Let's try again. Tuttle, can you help? Oh, I guess great. Akira has no strength. <laughs> this is not your. This is not your. Uh, I would have already died if we had made. If I had had to climb across on the thing and fail by five, I would have been dead. <laughs> Tuttle also. There we go. Mo gets a twenty-two. It, it's really actually really hard for you to wrench these doors open. You finally rip them open, and the awesome. filaments tear with a sickening wet sound and you realize that you just ripped like all these things from the sides of the doors it's really nasty huh uh what's inside oh it is completely dark inside i have dark vision yeah we have for the carpet of pale white mold covering everything 
This room appears to have been untouched for millennia. Five heavily padded chairs sit against the western and southern walls. A bed of mushrooms grows on a large, four-foot-high L-shaped desk across the main entrance, next to a small cabinet. Double doors lead outside to the south, which is where you're coming in, and another door leads to the north. Well, uh, Mo is going to... Does anyone have flames? Uh, we have a freaking robot nope. that has a great flame attack, but we don't... Back on the ship. Robot. Yeah, I don't have any flame attacks, really. All right, well, um, I guess Mo's going to go in. Uh, he's going to, like... When he actually standing before he goes in, he's going to be pushing the uh, pike, like, ten feet in front of him to see if, the, like, the floor reacts, if any of the mold reacts. Is there any type of, like, hissing sound or something like that? There's no hissing sound, but the uh, the mold doesn't seem to move or do anything. But it's All just, right. Well, so the entire he's... room is covered in white mold. Floor, ceiling, right, so every inch, and mushrooms. He's going to go in and poke the mushrooms on the desk. He's got a 10-foot reach. See what they do. You uh, poke the mushrooms, and they just sort of uh, fall over as they're mushrooms. They just pop. Yep, nothing, nothing. Yeah, we got some for spaghetti night. <laughs> you see the entire room is filled with the with your lights, so you can see in the dark, in your dark vision, that you can see, like, there's just mold floating everywhere inside this room. I'm telling, obviously, the party, every all this stuff. I guess Rusty can. I'm watching what's going on. Yeah. Well, uh, it's safe. Come on, you guys. Let's get, let's get in right. here. Let's go through the next door. Where's where's the cabinet? I searched the cabinet. Good thing you you uh, split the party. That can't be bad at all. Um, you, you go through the L-shaped desk and the small cabinet. You look through there and you find nothing. Find what? Absolutely nothing. <sighs> all right. So um, let's uh, go to the next door. Uh, Mo's gonna listen. He's gonna wait till you guys get in uh, in position. We're gonna have to push. I'm this ready again. This door, like the other one, is also covered in the filaments. Yeah, so I'll need like some assistance before I roll. Open. You can't. You should, someone should have a knife, and I'll explain why. Because you can't push a button if you can't work your hand. What? That's an assist. Thank you. That's a good reference. Uh, I don't Starship know that reference. Troopers. Starship Troopers. Yeah. All right, so two assists. That's great. So this is plus four. Oh, you all right. 23 smash into the door and break it open. There appears to be a hallway. There appears to be a door to the north and a door to the south, and the hallway continues far deep into the east where it gets, well, dark. Uh, Moe's going to check his, uh, I guess, up. He's going to look up on the ceiling. I go there. Before going in. Okay, it's eight feet high, and there's just mold everywhere. All right, uh, Akira will cast a spell and create dancing lights and send them down the hallway. You, s- what level is that spell? Zero. Can't trip. Can't trip. Nice. You send the lights down the hall, and sure enough, yes, you see the hall. It's rather long. What's that, about 60, 70 feet long? And then it goes towards the north. You also see some doors to the south, two sets of doors to the south, one set of door, two sets of doors to the north, and then one corridor to the north, way at the end of the hallway. Do you guys want to follow those lights? Uh, those lights are mine, you know. I made those. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I created those with the power of oh. arcane magic. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. All right. I think uh, all the doors are covered with horrible filth. Yes. Oh, yeah. All of them are. Everything here is 
covered with that. I need some. Uh, I need some assists. Please. We have an angle. Can we assist? Well, Tuttle has to go on the other side of me, I guess. It's a little tight in here, but I'll say you guys could assist. Nice. That's one assist. That's one. Thank you, Akira. Thank you. All right. Wow, Tuttle's been working that. out, apparently. I know. Tuttle's doing great. And oh, Mo is not. falls and bangs his head against the, 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 the been, bottom of the drawer. Uh, he rolls been nine out. plus three is 13. Does a 13 get us through? No. You're going to need the 20. I'm just going to tell you right now. All right. So... Yeah, can we just take That's 20? That's a fail. Sure. You, take, you, you can take 10. 10. 20, 20, 20 yeah, takes yeah, 10. Take 10. Take 10's fine. 10 will give us 18, though. What's yeah, your that plus? Won't that won't do it. Yeah, uh, we need to take 20. So <laughs> I'll say you just take 20. It takes you a couple minutes. You manage to slowly work and cut some of the filaments. You use your pipe to, like, you know, get them off, like, the hinges in the area in the corners, and then you pop open the door. Hmm. I send my dancing lights into this room, too. Hey everyone, Steve here. So there we go. The guys finally managed to figure out how to get to the little island, but they did the big no-no. They split the party. I was wondering how they were going to get there because there was only really two ways they can get there. The thing was Akira was so close to getting a flight spell. In fact, he got the flight spell and then dropped it for something else at the last second. And man, if he got the flight spell, this could have been easy. He just could have picked everyone up and just brought them over. But nope, he didn't get that spell. So they were going to have to repel over. And I really wanted them to repel over because there was a very good chance a couple of them were going actually fall into the gas giant the thing is if you fall into the gas giant you don't die right away it becomes this awesome chase scene that i had worked out where they would fall in and they would have to like jump after them and get them before they got crushed by the gravity well inside the gas giant it's going to be extremely exciting it would have made for a great episode but they were scared and instead went the other route and decided to jump in the spaceship which isn't that easy because Rusty damaged the ship quite a bit, and they had to split the party. And not only did they split the party, but they left two members of the party behind. There's a reason why everyone says don't split the party. All I'm going to say is there's a very good chance that they're going to be rolling up new characters, and Rusty and Cheddar are just going to be hanging out in the ship with three new characters because, oof, it's going to get really, really rough for them in the next couple of episodes. And by the way, Rusty is not going to be getting away scot-free. He was pretty quiet in this episode, but let's just say things get a little crazy in the upcoming episodes for Rusty. As for my GMPC tip, I wanted to talk about creating monsters. Now, I'm no means an expert at creating monsters. I have done monster creation and NPC creation for Goodman Games way back in the day, and I've been creating monsters for both Starfinder and Pathfinder 2nd Edition for Paizo for some upcoming adventure paths. And I'm starting to get the hang of it. I've been working with the editors a lot, and I'm getting a lot of feedback. So I thought I could at least talk a little bit about the process that I've been going through and just tell you what it's been like creating monsters for Paizo. For those of you who don't know, the two monsters that I have out right now is the Crate Fiend and the Diseases. Both of those are in Starfinder and in Signal Screams Book 1 and Book 3. I have several more monsters coming out in Starfinder and a ton of monsters coming out in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, but that's not for a long, long time. But those monsters are going to be really, really cool. That's all I'm going to say. 
As for how you go about creating monsters, first thing that happens is you get a template, and you are told to adhere to that template exactly. Do not steer away from the template. Make sure the monster you create fits the template exactly. Do not add new categories. Do not try to get cute and fancy. You use the template. Now, if you're creating a monster, there's a good chance you're going to be using Hero Lab or some other program out there. There's websites that help you create monsters. I would strongly recommend that you use those sites because not only will they help do a lot of the math for you, but they will format the monster for you correctly. The other thing is the Paizo people, especially for Pathfinder version 1, they all use Hero Lab to create both monsters and NPCs. There is just too many books and too many rules and too many ways to make a mistake without creating a monster in Hero Lab. You have to use it. They all do it, Paizo. I know there's some other things out there like PC Gen. I haven't used those as much and I know there's some websites out there. I would strongly recommend you use one of those programs if you're going to be making Pathfinder version 1 monsters. As for Starfinder, it's a lot easier. There is actually in Hero Lab again, Hero Lab Online, there's a beta where you can create monsters. That's pretty good. There's actually a couple free websites out there. I actually use those free websites. They help you do the math and then I just kind of add the abilities afterwards. But start off with those as a template. As for Pathfinder 2nd Edition, I can't talk to it, but if you saw what the Pathfinder playtest looked like and how those monster stat blocks looked, it's going to be very similar to those, and those are definitely much easier than Pathfinder version 1. More complex than Starfinder, but less complex than Pathfinder version 1. As for the monsters themselves, what I try to always do is create monsters that do things that no one has ever seen before, which is easier said than done. I'm going to actually use the diseases, which you guys saw last week in last week's episode, to give you an example. Now, I love oozes, and I always wanted to do an ooze. So I was talking to Jason about the ooze concept, and he liked it. And then we were looking at different types of oozes, and we realized that there wasn't a disease ooze. As many oozes as there are out there, there wasn't an ooze that spread disease. And I was thinking, okay, the two most horrible things in the world are disease and ooze. Combine them together, and you got something that already freaks out the piece. The next thing I wanted to do is almost all oozes and all games are really slow. They also don't have ranged attacks. So you think, okay, I got this ooze and it's slow and then I'm just going to get away from it and then that way it won't touch me and I'll be okay. Well, my ooze does everything a ooze is not supposed to do. It's very fast. It can do this bowling ball attack, which it just tramples everyone and it automatically hits you and can spread its disease. And although you didn't see it, it has a ranged attack. That is something no one sees. So you try to get away from this ooze and then suddenly it's throwing grenades at you. It's trying to hit you with a bowling ball attack. It's spreading disease everywhere. It has an aura. So if you go near it, you get sick. It just hits you every way possible. The next thing you want to do is I was actually adding a lot of rules to how things might work. For example, how the trample would work. I kind of put in this whole rule set and they said, you know what? Just use anything that already exists in the rules. Don't try to reinvent the book. Just look at the book, find the rule and apply that rule. That way it's much smaller. The stat block is smaller. The instructions are smaller. Try not to go out of the box too much if you can. And then finally, the most important aspect was not the monster stat block, but the story. You had to give a really interesting backstory. I'm actually going to read exactly what they wrote to me. 
Prose that more or less describes what the stat block does, stat blocks or story too, is redundant and fails to add anything meaningful to the Starfinder universe or the narrative aspects of the game. Instead, say, where did these oozes come from? Where are they most likely to be found? How do they continue to exist in those places? If they exist to spread disease, why? Also, if the disease is contagious from a PC carrying it, the affliction mechanics need to make that clear. Don't reiterate your stat block in the description. Instead, you can just allude to the stat block, but your description should really give it background and explanation of what the creature is. And that was probably the most important thing that I found when I was creating. I kept doing this thing where I would actually write out the stat block in descriptive form, and they kept vetoing and said, no, 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 we already know what it does. Just tell us its backstory. And that was really the most helpful part. So there you go. There's my quick overview of how I created the Dizizus. If you want to kill off your players, please, please use it. It's really, really deadly. I made sure it was a PC killer. And I tell you right now, the upcoming monsters I have are even worse, except for one. One of them is going to hopefully be one of the cutest monsters you've ever seen in your entire life. I can't wait till it comes out. Finally, we got our show notes. Don't forget new podcast every Tuesday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes and Android and Spotify. Do check out Jason's Talking Comic column every single Thursday. Do join our Discord at discord.rollforcombat.com if you want to hang out, talk to us, and play some games. Do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Check out the Reddit channel. Do check out our Patreon. The Patreon, we got a lot of new things going up on there. We got all these pictures going up. I got some new artwork going up. I put the episodes up early most of the time. If you put in as little as two bucks, you can get the episodes early. And of course, don't forget about the free trip to PaizoCon contest. That's right. I think you got, what, two weeks left? So you guys want to go to the site. You want to listen to episodes 70 to 76. You want to fill out that form. You want to get everything right and then submit it. And you too can win a free trip to PaizoCon. And you'll get to play Grimmer Space with me and some other cool dudes at PaizoCon do enter now we're running out of time last year at this time i got a whole bunch of entries at the last second so don't forget because in two weeks i pick that winner and finally don't forget my interview with jason keely is going to be later this week otherwise i'll talk to you and see you later bye you've been listening to roll for combat a starfinder actual play podcast if you have a question or comment for the show please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that a technomancer is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to.